Hey, welcome into the Sync Truth Podcast. I am uh, Mark Schler, alongside my uh, co-host, Mike Evans, Millennial Bim, producing the show. Want to thank you all for listening. Also want to thank uh, our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers, Bet with a Winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Uh, download the app. You can find them at BetRivers.com. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm well. I'm well. I'm, I'm like everybody else, fascinated following the trials and tribulations and adventures of, of one Tom Brady after two decades of doing his best to be bland and boring. You can't keep this guy out of the spotlight. The latest is that he goes away for a couple weeks. Speculation that he's on the mass singer. More on that in a second. Mm -hmm. And then the bombshell that was dropped by Dana White at a UFC event in which he said he had brokered a deal when he was a free agent coming out his last year in new England that uh, he'd brokered a deal to send Brady and uh, Gronkowski to the Raiders only to have it nixed by John Gruden, Tom Brady, the most fascinating man in America. Uh, he is, right? Most wanted guy in America, most fascinating guy in America. Now, first off, let's address the the mass Singer. He has said absolutely not. He wasn't part of the mass Singer. But I got to, like, all of a sudden, you you cut a deal with Fox in the offseason to be their lead analyst. When you do retire, you retired for a while. Did you also, was that part of the deal that you were going to do the mass Singer? Like, and then you had a, it was already agreed to. So when you went to Tampa and re-signed to come back to play, you say, hey, man, there's there's this two-week hiatus I got to take during camp. Like, that's not the most, that's not the most far-fetched thing ever, is it? Because he's out there now. He's come like, on. Tom Brady's too much. Tom Brady's a team guy, and it's one thing to 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 take off during the middle of camp if you're spending some maybe much needed quality time with your wife at a resort in Bahamas. I mean, that's something that you could probably sell to your teammates. But going on the mass singer for a week and a half? No, come on. Even even Brady can't get away with that. I- he can't. He's Tom freaking Brady. He can get away with whatever the hell he wants. One thing I know, having done a bunch of Tampa games, and you know I've done a bunch of Tampa yes, games, um, and I've talked to everybody, like not only the coaching staff, and and but the players, the reverence, li- literally the reverence that that guy holds within a locker room is is like you were here when Peyton Manning took over. And just the overall... Like it goes beyond respect, right? It just goes beyond it's it's reverence, and it's so interesting to listen to guys like a Godwin or guys like a Mike Evans talk about Tom Brady and just the overall influence within the locker room that he has, because it's something I've said here for a very long time. While the Broncos have been wandering in the desert, you know, trying to make. Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, trying to make uh, Trevor Simeon. You, I mean, give me a, a, the litany of different quarterbacks, the carousel that's gone on here. You know, trying trying to make that, like, hey, this is why we're going to run. Like, making excuses about why we're going to win and how we're going to win and all these things. We, full well knowing deep down inside we don't got a chance, right? And so to listen to those guys speak, with the reverence they have for Tom Brady from, man, I thought I knew what it was to prepare in the NFL. I thought I knew what it was to work. I thought I knew what accountability was. I thought, like, I, I was wrong. Like, the neck, it, like the 
how we have ratcheted up our attention to detail as an organization, like I think that most of those guys didn't think they could do anymore. And then they were like, oh, shoot, I got to do more because of his standard and the way he operates. And then, you know, the fact that he really is kind of just one of the dudes. Like, he is that demanding, but he's that demanding of himself. And it changed instantly, and you saw it here. You were covering the Denver Broncos when when Peyton Manning walked through those doors at Dove Valley, and you saw the overall accountability, the overall believability, and any other abilities. Like, I don't know, abilities are, are good. Availability, responsibility. Just any ability. Compatibility. Compatibility. Invincibility. Right. If you put ability on the end, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Any word you can come up with, if you can add ability to it, the ability is is going to be great. Good ability. Good ability. <laughs> right. right. Excellent. I, right. I was just Excellent gonna, ability. I was just going to say Excellent those. ability. But let me, yeah. um, or let me amend that. And, well, I'll also say I, I think I've seen the same thing with Russell Wilson now here in Denver. In terms of changing that, sure. that culture and 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 looking at the players that have been here for the last few years, saying you guys thought you knew what working hard was, right, you guys right, right. thought you knew what being a, a pro in the NFL was. Get guess what? You're you're going to realize uh, you, you didn't know these last few years. But let me let me just say this. Okay, okay. No, no, you no, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that going back to Brady though, I think there's nothing that if he did something in the off season that that you know, during his retirement that he agreed to, I think every guy on that team would go, oh, okay, we'll yeah, see you get back. Yeah, and let me amend what I, because I, you're right. I don't think the the Bucks care. I think he could go on the mass Singer, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't care a whit. Yeah. Brady wouldn't do that because of everything you just said, because of the respect he has for the game, how it's important for him to be one of the bros. Right. And I, I just don't think that he would do that. So you think it's, in the middle of training, right? You think I, it's, I, I just don't think, think he, it's, he operates that way. You, you think it's mostly kind of a mea culpa to to his family and his was, wife, yeah, because she thought, okay, he's retiring, and and now we're going to be together. It's and no secret. Giselle thing. has wanted him to retire for several years now. Meow, <laughs> meow. Uh, I well, I like listen, man. Tom Brady, <laughs> right? Am I right? Hey, man, it's uh, it's Tom Brady's world. We're all just kind of orbiting around it right now. But what about the the Raider story? Yeah, the Raider story is interesting. I, let me ask you to just to from a pure speculation standpoint, Mike. Um, why? Why would John Gruden nix it? You know, John Gruden was building something. I know that John Gruden had an affinity and a like for Derek Carr, but, you know, there was never I – mean, his history has always been there's never been a quarterback that I didn't like better than the one I have, right? I mean, that's – so – Two theories. Okay. Give two theories. Two. One, maybe a legitimate feeling that Brady was ready to decline, that, that there was a decline ready to happen. Do you really think if Bill Belichick could do it all over again, do you think he would have let Brady walk? Do you think he would have insisted that Brady only take a one-year deal? You don't think that if he knew that Brady would be able to continue to play this way, you don't think that, that Belichick would have found a way to to make it work? Whatever issues that they were dealing with, yeah. you don't think he would have found a way to make it work? I think 
I think Bill Belichick was at a point that he wanted to put an exclamation at the end of his name. And what better way to do that than to build another championship type of organization or another championship? How's that going so far? Well, I mean, they went to, they were really good with a rookie quarterback. Didn't they not go to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback? Yeah, and got, and and finished very poorly at the end of the season, got wiped out twice by Buffalo. And they are not expected to, they're not a consensus pick to be a playoff team this year. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go into being a playoff team, and there's a lot of reasons that people don't predict them. But one, they're not going with an offensive coordinator, right? So, you know, dual or whatever, mm-hmm. or like we're going to let whoever call plays. Well, whose decision is that? Yeah, well, it's Bills. It's Bills. You know, and it's it's absolutely stupid until it's not stupid. So, I mean, I'm I, like, I'm just, I'm just. So, tell- I would just wonder if Gruden maybe looked at Brady the same way right? and said, hey, this guy is headed for an inevitable decline and I, I, I don't want to hitch my wagon. The other thing is ego. And, and look, we've talked about Gruden and his time with the Raiders for a long time, how he was, he was brought in there to be the star. Right. Right? Ten mm-hmm. years, hundred million dollar contract. You you be the face while we rebuild this thing and right. get us to Vegas and all that kind of stuff. You be the star – all of a sudden, you're not the star right. if Tom Brady's there. Um, yeah, that's that's probably a good point. I just think that I think that also even hey, what am I going to get out of Brady? Two years? What am I going to get out of Gronk? Two years? Maybe a great two years, but I'm here for the long haul, and I think I've got a guy playing quarterback that can take me through the long haul. I you know, and I think the other thing you you look Let at. Let me include that in an email. Yeah, yeah. Um, too soon. Yeah, that might have been too soon. That might. Have been. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I could see. I could see that thinking. You know, the, the inevitability of he's going to retire at some point, and it probably is sooner than later. And I'm trying to build something here that's going to be maintainable. And and let's face it. You know, I mean, at the end, he had a fire as D coordinator, and, and they just weren't very talented on that side of the ball. And there's a lot of things that that go into that. So, just but it's interesting. Could you imagine Tom Brady being the silver and black? After the tuck rule game, which was the right. jumping off point to the dynasty. Yeah. Talk about full circle. Talk about irony. It would have been great. It would have been great. I mean. Imagine know, that introductory press conference. Right, we always talk. Hey, man, we always talk about NFL being a giant soap opera. And nobody knows soap opera like me. I got one canceled. So. <laughs> so. So I know some soap opera. You know I know soap opera. Yeah. Guiding Light. 72 years that son of a gun was on the air. Took me two seasons to get it canceled. I am one hell of an actor. You are one hell of an actor. I am really Woo, good. That I'm, was. Uh, I'm really good. Those are some. Those are some memorable scenes that we've uh, we've played many times I, during the course of our radio show. How together, good so. would it be? How cool would it be? Like I, I, sh- I should probably just reach out to Ken Jong, who's a good buddy of mine. One yes, of the judges. and find out. One of the judges is Tom. Did come, Tom come Brady? On. Did Tom Brady? Although the, a TMZ got a hold of a link. That that showed Ken Jong guessing guessing that it was Peyton Manning at first. Now the Manning one makes more sense, right? I mean, 
Peyton Manning's everywhere. He's America's guest. Yeah, he's doing he is, so. Him as the like mass singer affair. makes a lot of sense. Right? Can you imagine the headdress piece <laughs> that Peyton would have to have? That's a yeah. That's a. He. That, you know what his costume would be? I know. I already know. Boom. Okay. Uh, like Homer Simpson. You're Homer's, so cruel. Homer Simpson's a Fox character. And yeah. It would be, I mean, it would be a tight squeeze to get uh-huh. in there for Peyton. You what, think would your, we, what would your headdress? Because people, do do people, people that don't know. Why you got to do this? People that don't know. People don't care Mike's about Mike. has got a gigantic uh, head. It's not that it's, big. It is. It's a, there's a lot of forehead up there. There is a, a lot, lot of forehead. forehead. I have a four and a half, five head. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll own that. Four and a half, five head. Oh, my gosh. You get, like, let's start at seven. Here's and the I'm question. being kind. Here's the question. When, when, when Peyton, if Peyton was the masked singer, when he finally would take off that mask, would there that red splotch still be on the forehead? He'd have that big red <laughs> dot in the middle of his forehead. And when he took off his helmet on the sideline, 100%. 100% would be on there. right? Be on there. That'd be great. What, your, what would your costume be if you were on the masked singer? You're just not going to leave that alone, are you? You're no, I, I mean, I can't that. sing a lick, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would. I don't know what my costume would be. Right, though. right, right. Hey, while we're talking about Hollywood, real yeah. quick, Rex Ryan is going on. The 34th season of The Amazing Race, which you have a little bit of a connection to. Yeah, my daughter my daughter wanted to do it. A year, this is years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago. And I'm like, oh, we, we could do that. There's no question we get picked for it. She's like, why? Well, she, she's like, I'd be really cool to do. She was talking about it. I go, well, let's, let's send her an audition tape. No, I go, and literally one take, like, Whatever it was, like you what was your, in your what was your audition tape? What now you, I'm fascinated. What'd you put on it? It's just the two of us talking. Oh, okay. It was just it's just it wasn't like why a, you guys should be. Oh, okay, it wasn't like you be. mocked a um, no 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 no. You know, did a simulation you, of a right. event like just the, recorded like boom okay. record record a tape and then uh, and send in the tape. So I'm like one take. I'm like here's what we're gonna do. Blah blah blah. I'll, talk, I'll say this. You say whatever. But then we're doing that. We'll send it to him. Right? It was like that. It was that. It was like she said she wanted to do it, and she had a friend that had had done it. So she had a friend. So she thought that would be so cool. She's like, "There's no question we'd win." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh, let's send an audition tape and see what happens." So we just blah, 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 blah. and and I like I said, we went through it. Bam, one take. We did the audition tape. Boom, that's it. That's getting that's getting a callback, right? And sent it in, and literally. I don't know how many weeks later, they were calling. We would. So love. you were at ESPN at this point. I was at ESPN, but this was and, and Amazing Race is Fox. Amazing Race, no I CBS, think CBS, CBS, CBS. CBS. Right. Yep, 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 yep. So Amazing Race was like, we want you guys. You're in. You guys are would be awesome on the show. Yada yada, great. And um, you know, and, and the filming. I don't. I can't remember when the. I think maybe the filming. A- anyhow, it. It. It overlapped, I think, the start of the season. The filming of it did. I can't remember exactly. But then they were like, you can't go on television during as the show airs. Oh, one of the I see. Right. Requirements. So the show was going to be airing, I think, in the fall. It kicks off in the fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, when TV shows start, usually, what? End of September. End of September right. and run through, what, Thanksgiving? Yeah. And so they were like, you've got to stay off the television oh, from yeah, September through November. And right. I'm like, well, that that's not going to work. Right. Well, we can't have you 
doing shows on ESPN while we're airing The Amazing Race. Right. And I was like, well, then I can't do it. And so then it just then it fell apart. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, it would have been cool. I mean, it would you know the juxtaposition of me limping around and my daughter yelling at me, going, <laughs> "Let's go, you fat!" You know, <laughs> that's true. Because there's a lot of running on the Amazing Race, mm. a lot of running, and 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 your daughter is very fit. She would be able to handle it. But yeah, she'd be have... like, you'd be like, "Hold on, yes, hold on." She'd be at the at the thing where both of us have to pass, and I'd be like, she'd be waiting around twiddling her thumbs around, <laughs> which would add to the drama, oh, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. she'd have been so pissed at me all the <laughs> yes, time. That's right. Meanwhile, I'm all swollen up, got knee brace on. <laughs> yeah, it, ice bags at night. Right. It would, <laughs> but it would be tremendous. Yeah. It'd have been a fun thing to do. But that's cool for Rex Ryan. I wonder who his partner is. That's true. I haven't. I haven't seen who his partner. You got have a partner, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's two man. Two-person operation, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if Rex would get sidetracked at some point looking at feet. All right. we uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I know. Transitioning. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Baker. No surprise. None. Wins the, the battle of former can't miss, high first round, Hall of Fame to be quarterbacks. Yeah. And he wins over. Uh, boy, it, it does tell you. Listen, there is nothing wrong with Baker Mayfield's football acumen. Um, and with his talent level, there, there ain't no question, man. He's got talent and he's got knowledge and understanding. You got to be a CEO of your organization. And, you know, you're, you're like, there's a difference between having a chip on your shoulder and taking it for taking, you know, taking offense to not getting drafted earlier or. I mean, he was number one overall pick, but you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. Tom Brady, uh, I, I was just watching Hard Knocks. Um, Almond Ross St. Brown. So he's a receiver for Detroit that was drafted in the fourth round. And he's become a really good, he's, mm-hmm. he's a really good player. Um, he named, he listed right off the top of his head, all 16 guys who were drafted at the wide receiver position before him. And you can tell, man, it, just chaps his butt like he is that is that is something that bothers the heck out of him so there's great power in having a chip on your shoulder but having a little list of people who said things about you that uh you don't like um that's petty and like i think the big issue that cleveland had is it poured into the preparation and it poured into the organization and the teammates to where that stuff, that maturity level, that lack of maturity level, um, really hard to lead a football team that way. And so my biggest thing with Baker is grow up. Pretty simple. Grow up, man. You can't like, I, I I'm okay with you being motivated, but you can't be, I, I, you can't be petty and you gotta be like, the thing about playing a professional sport, and I believe this, you got to be your own worst critic. So no matter what anybody else says about you, it's in one ear, out the other. You know, what are they? what's the old saying, water off a duck's back? It, you, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is what those guys in that locker room think about you. And I always say this from a leadership standpoint. Do yourself a favor. Look over your shoulder. Nobody's following you you're probably a really crappy leader. And there's a reason that Cleveland decided 
we'll take the pain of Deshaun Watson and all the ridicule that we're going to get, not only from the public, but from other, you know, from other organizations based on the contract we gave them, we'll, we'll suffer that short-term pain for the potential of long-term gain at that position. Um, and so, you know, Sam Darnold, like what happens to Sam Darnold now? Like He's I, just another guy now. Yeah. He's just, he's just looking at a career as a career backup. It looks that way. Yeah. And Which isn't the worst thing. You could carve out another 10, 12 years yeah, doing you that. Could, I mean, there's no there's no question you could do that. But you're still young. Will anybody, like, there was speculation. Do Seattle Seahawks jump on that? Like, do they try to make a, I don't, I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like there's a real big market. Like, people, nobody's knocking down the door to yeah. get Sam Darnold. I, I personally, I don't think he'll ever live up to being the number one player in the draft. I think I think Baker has a decent bounce back season this year. I think that I think here's the deal. Matt Rule, I mean Matt Rule's coaching for his his you know NFL life because if they don't significantly improve, at least have a chance at the playoffs, um he's going to get fired. I mean that's the and I like Matt Rule a lot. I think Matt Rule's a really good football coach. I think the big issue transitioning from the college game to the to the pro game is how the pro game is is so central in the middle of the field that's played and how vital the tight end is in in the professional game how vital the running back is and this to me is a huge and I mean huge Christian McCaffrey year and it's not only for Christian to stay healthy which I hope he does because I love Christian you know I've known Christian since he was born um and he's a great, great football player. And and people talk about his size and this, that, and the other. And these things have been soft tissue hindrances, injuries. Um, and so I hope it hasn't been like, hey, he's too small and he's getting beat up in the backfield. That hasn't been the case. And what he does from a receiving standpoint in the middle of the field, um, he could be he's, – he's the linchpin of this offense really being productive. And so – yeah, I, I want I want Matt Rule to succeed. I want Christian McCaffrey to be healthy, and ultimately, I'd like to. I I don't like even though I've been critical of Baker and I've been on the list. I'm sure. I actually like I actually like his game. I just like he just there's just aspects of that that need to to cha- to change a bit. And I'll tell you what, I won't lie. I'd love for him to continue his TV commercials. Think about right. the wealth of new material. Right, moving into a brand new stadium. Mm-hmm. Moving he, out of his old stadium. I heard he pitched that too. Like he pitched, and I think they've they've moved on. Ah, see, I'd bring it back. Right, he's a starting quarterback. Right in the NFL, nothing's moving, changed. Yeah, moving into a new stadium house. Sure, I, I, I think it's target rich. Let's go. But here, but here's the deal. Seriously, if you're Baker Mayfield, I probably wouldn't do him. I would probably think, for me, this is just me. Yeah. The most important thing is for me to basically remind people why I was right. drafted number one, right. and not be more known for my commercials right. than I am for my. What do you on always say? Uh, build your build career. Build your career, and the and your brand will right. follow. Right. If you build your brand first, you know what your career will suffer. Yeah. Right now, he's all he's all brand. Yeah. 
Yeah, all and, brand, and not enough career. And not enough career, right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Well, you, you talked about what, what's next for Sam Darnold. He's probably ready to embark on the, the Mitch Trubisky path, which is get a chance to go to a team with the potential to start, mm-hmm. with the, the plan is for you to start, but simply be a bridge until the guy that was drafted is ready to take over. And the way things are going right now with Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky may never get the chance to be the bridge. Right? I mean, it may be. Now, I'm I'm really interested to see how they play this because my gut tells me they're gonna let they're gonna let Trubisky play early. Maybe whatever. I don't know when their bye week is, but maybe the first four or five games, Mike, and let Kenny learn how we game plan for a week of NFL football and how we go through it and and just kind of let him experience that as the backup and eventually he'll take over. But there are a lot of people out there in Pittsburgh, and I do a, a Spotify show, Spotify Live, every Monday at 6 Eastern with Trey Wingo. And we had a, a big guy that runs a Pittsburgh, like he's a he's a big name in Pittsburgh media. And we had him on. And he essentially said, man, listen, that like this is real. Like Kenny Pickett is is continuing to grow and move toward becoming the starter and um, thinks it's going to be sooner than later. So I just don't know. I don't know. At Their what bye point. comes up after week eight. At week eight. That's kind of deep. But I think that's where I think that's where like if you're if you're gambling right now, you're going, hey, man, really Trubisky. We're going to let the kid learn how to game plan, learn how to prepare during the week. And depending on where, like, if they start off. Well, yeah, if they're four and four, or, or if yeah. they're, you know. But th- even, if, let's say they're, they're one, four and two through six games, three and three, you, then, yeah, they probably, you probably stay with Trubisky. Right. But, but if they're, like, if they're. One and three? Yeah, one and three at the start, then I think you, then you look at it sooner. If they're, you know, if they're out of what looks like playoff. So they get through eight games and let's say they're three and five, Mike. Then I think they're gonna go to I think they're gonna go to pick it. Well their schedule is uh at the Bengals, home against the Patriots, at the Browns, home against the Jets, but then at the Bills, home against the Bucks, at the Dolphins, at the Eagles. Yeah, that has three and five written all over. So that could be seeing sport cans pretty quick. Tiny hands. Can he pick it in those tiny hands? By the way, what was it? Fifteen years for uh, for Coach Tomlin, and he's never had a losing season. Is that what it is right now? Something yeah. like that. Yep. Incredible run. He's incredible been consistent. I, and I'm I, I I'm telling you, I had the pleasure of calling a Steeler game with Mike Tomlin, and um, may probably from a head coaching standpoint, the best production meeting I've ever been in. I can imagine. You want to talk about a dude that, like, it's not, it's like he is a, a walking soundbite. Um, and it's, like, it's real. Like, we sat down and instantly, here's who's active, here's who's inactive, here's who's a game time decision, da 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 Not pulling teeth and no BS about it, right? Let me tell you what I think we can attack. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you what I think uh, we need to avoid. This is where we're going to go. And yeah, I mean, just like he's like, I'm giving you guys everything, right? Trusting you with, with, with like sensitive game planning material. 
Because I want you guys to have a great game. Because if you're having a great game, it means we're having a great game. You know, and it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't lip service, man. It was real. I just find him to be, I find him to be one of the most authentic people I've been around. Yet another one of those guys that you experience you encounter in your travels around the NFL where you walk out of the room going, I haven't accomplished a damn thing in my life. Right. I walked out of there going, this guy is so much better than me in every way, shape, and form. Like, I am a – I'm one pathetic loser. That's that's what I thought. So, Tomlin, Tomlin is – he's just no nonsense, and you always feel like the Steelers are going to put together a good program, a good team, and have a chance. There you go. So, that and may, that's some of my Steeler fan coming out in me. Because I'm a huge Steeler fan, but uh, that's how I believe. Anyhow, hey, for Mike, I am Mark from Millennial Ben. We thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You guys are awesome. Uh, please tell a friend, uh, spread it around, share it with all your friends. If you don't like it, don't tell anybody. I will find you. I'll hunt you down, and I'll make fun of you. Um, anyhow, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thought I think uh, Bet Rivers, great folks, folks. Excuse me, over at Bet Rivers, bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers, also stinking good green chili guys. Uh, check it out at stinkinggood.com. It is absolutely awesome. You're gonna love it. The queso dip, the green chili dip, the chicken green chili dip. Uh, you name it, we got it. Uh, you're gonna love it. It's for Mike and myself, we thank you so much for listening. Take care.